Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we're happy to welcome you to Second Half Now today, however it is that you are listening to us. Whether it's live on air or if it's one of our podcasts on our website, we are a radio show for boomers and beyonders. That's the 50-plus crowd. And this is where we discuss the things that matter to us in this age and stage of life. Uh, we are halfway. We visualize a, uh, like a football field, and we've crossed the 50-yard line, and now we're heading toward 100 years old or the, uh, to the goalpost. And however long it is that God gives us, we want to be the best that we can be to to uh, honor him and serve others with our life and uh, all of our resources. Today we're talking about a very important and special topic, and, and the title is this, Physical and Spiritual Health, Two Keys to a Winning Second Half. So you imagine uh, the coach taking the team into the, uh, the locker room at halftime, and maybe they're down, maybe they're up, but the coach um, gives them maybe a couple of new plays or gives them some encouragement, gives them some things to think about and to work on during the second half of the game. And so that's what this is all about. And uh, that is our purpose. That is exactly why we do this show, to equip boomers and beyonders, to energize them, to empower them, uh, to be the best that they can be um, following God's design for their life and their plan and passion and purpose. I always like to use a little alliteration there, right? So, And everything that we say and do, uh, f this show has to do with that. So hi, I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And here we go again, Denise, another show. Here we go again. And I know I always say it, this one, I'm so excited about our show. But to tell you the truth, Dan, I can't believe that I'm in the second half of my life and am only now finding out about that which our guest is bringing to us today. So it's, it's a good one. I would say it's uh, perhaps one of the best kept secrets around town. And we're going to learn exactly. about something that's very important that does contribute to this because this is the, the title, Physical and Spiritual Health, Two Keys to a Winning Second Half. Now, the second half of life, we feel different, we look different, we act different than we did in the first half, and we want to be uh, kind of tuned in to how we can maximize this. So maybe we have found some things that we really care about that we want to get involved with in this uh, stage of life, uh, but we may have some obstacles uh, regarding our health, and our, which is a physical and spiritual, and that's what we want to talk about today. We're going to devote the entire show, and already I'm saying, listeners, you want to plan on going to the website and hearing part two, the podcast, because we're going to uh, just, it's going to seem like we just barely get started on this topic with our guest, and it's going to be time to close out the on-air portion, and uh, so you want, you want to plan to go to the website and hear part one and part two two together. So let's get on with it. Physical and spiritual health, two keys to a winning second half. We are so delighted to have in studio today, Sandy Madsen, uh, who is an RN, and uh, she'll explain more about her role and all the things that she does. She is with, am I saying this correctly, Sandy, the Faith Community Nursing Program. Is, is that accurate to say it that way? That is the the specialty practice. The organization that I work for is Faith Community Nursing Health Ministries Northwest, and also Tuality Healthcare okay. as their 
Faith Communers Coordinator. And that's a mouthful, but it thank is. you, Sandy, for being with us today, and welcome to Second Half Now. You happy to be here? I am. This I, is very exciting. I know something about you, and that is that you know far more than we could possibly tap into. You're very connected, very involved in, in leadership and service and all kinds of things, and I'm just so pleased that you are uh, here today. So uh, the topic that we're going to talk about today is very foundational to our day-to-day -day living because if we have good intentions and we want to be active, want to be involved, things that we care about, uh, but we have some severe limitations with our uh, physical and spiritual health, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, change what we can do. And you made some good comments actually before we got on the air about how to make the most of it, even if you already do have some physical challenges. So, so we'll get into that. But I wanted to introduce you by saying that you and I are in the same denomination, and I know that uh, you are a member of a local church that is in, in my denomination. We'll just go ahead and say it is Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. That's correct. And we won't go into a lot of detail about that. But I also uh, know of your activities with churches and with the community that I just uh, very highly respect and highly regard uh, your role. So maybe you can tell us about your journey uh, in this uh, faith community nursing program. I keep calling it program. Maybe there's a better word, and you already said that. But And it used to be called the parish nurse program uh, when parish was kind of a description for a local church. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit about your, um, your journey in nursing and with this um, faith community nursing program. Sure. My background in nursing is that I uh, completed my Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Linfield College in 1985. So I'm in my second half, too. All right. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, my initial uh, role as a registered nurse started at a Good Samaritan Hospital here in Portland, and I worked in their float pool wherever they, that means I floated to wherever they needed me, and then I uh, worked, and this was on the night shift, and then I worked, uh, followed that by working in a neuro rehab unit, people that had neurological conditions, strokes, MS, a whole host of neurological issues. And then... Uh, after I had my two children, the, se the birth of my second child, I thought, boy, it would be nice to work the day shift. So then I transferred within that system to home health. And that's where we provide uh, intermittent skilled care to people in their homes, which was prescribed by a physician. So usually a nurse or a physical therapist or uh, a speech therapist, a social worker, all those folks work together as a team to bring uh, health to people in their homes. And uh, I did that until 2005, and then I was approached by my pastor at church, Trinity Lutheran Church, uh, to consider parish nursing. Uh, we, we had our children very involved in church, and I wanted to be contributing at some level. And I didn't know what parish nursing was, so he, he proceeded to introduce me to that concept of, of working within a church setting or a faith community setting and providing health promotion and wellness. And I learned that there was actually a curriculum, uh, a training for faith community nurses or parish nurses. So uh, that's uh, how I got into it. And I took the course and then was asked to represent uh, my church uh, as, as their parish nurse. So probably the question is, well, what is this? What is parish nursing? Or what is faith community nursing? Exactly. So 
parish nursing, it, it all started back in the 1980s uh, when a, a, a Lutheran minister uh, and chaplain by the name of Dr. Reverend Granger Westberg was working at Lutheran General Hospital, and he worked with medical students. He taught them theology. And he looked at the healthcare system, and he saw that it was very good at uh, providing physical treatment and health promotion to people, as well as even mental health services. But there was a disconnect between the spiritual side of people, which as a chaplain, of course, he worked with. And he, he appreciated that in the in the early days of um, hospital development in this country, churches often were the ones that started hospitals. And back in those days, hospitals looked at all of those things. They looked at the spiritual aspect of a person. They prayed with them. They, they, it was very integral to a person's well-being. Mm -hmm. And in the 80s, there was sort of this separation between the physical health and the spiritual health. And he thought, boy, we need to bring that back together. He really believed that whole person health encompassed the mind, the body, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's really what health and wellness is all about. It's not just physical. But our healthcare systems really focus on the physical. And so, again, he, he looked around at the hospital, and he looked at the health professional team, and the one professional group that he observed as connecting all the dots were the nurses. And so that's how he conceptualized how a health ministry or health promotion and wellness could best be brought to fruition. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really fascinating. So um, let's, let's back up a little bit because we, we do want to learn more about that program because I'm fascinated by the possibility that some people that are listening are in local churches that are, might be hearing about this for the first time and might be thinking, well, gosh, maybe we ought to have something like this in our parish or in our congregation. So uh, we'll get there, but let's, uh, let's get into kind of the fundamentals about the importance of physical uh, health in this second half of life. Exactly. You know, I'm sitting here listening and, and I'm so excited about what you're bringing to us today because it, it really is hard, I believe, to, to uh, raise awareness um, in people's minds and get them out of that mindset that says my physical health is my health. So I'd love it if you would talk to us a little bit about um, the importance of dealing with the physical health but but flesh that out for us a little bit more what are the what are those other elements how do they play a role from your perspective i think it to be to be made whole or to feel like i have complete health i have to have a balance of those three things of my physical health my emotional health and my spiritual health the physical health is important and and our healthcare system certainly emphasizes that and it also supports mental health as well but the spirit, if you don't, if you, if you're physically healthy and you're um, mentally healthy, but you, you're spiritually distressed, you're really not whole. You're really not healthy. Mm. And the same yeah, goes for point. those other three pieces, those other two pieces. Yeah. So you might have physical health, but, you know, if you're spiritually distressed, you just aren't healthy. And, and those are interconnected because I've done many uh, funerals right. for people who were perfectly healthy mm -hmm. physically. They could have passed all the tests and everything else, but there was that. You used the word distressed. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes those uh, inner things, the emotional and the spiritual, 
can kind of bring down the whole healthy, yes. healthy, the physical health part. And next thing you know, you're in a grave. Well, actually, just as you're talking, I'm thinking about what, what we see in the Psalms. How often in right. the Psalms is it about exactly that distress and anguish? Right. And, and, and Lord, save me from all of this because it, my bones are melting away. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Psalm that says, uh, uh, a merry heart does good like a medicine. So That's maybe a from a nursing one. perspective, uh, take us a little further down that road. Well, actually, there's been lots of research, and I'm certainly not an expert in this, but there's been lots of research to support that if we are spiritually distressed or mentally distressed, uh, our body reacts physically to it, exactly. and it begins to break down sure. exactly. endorphins and all of that mm -hmm. physiological process. People get ulcers when they're right. distressed. Right. So eventually, even if our health is physically good at some point, if we have continued spiritual distress, we will become physically ill as well. Right. Because they really aren't disconnected. They are totally interconnected. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we may not be able to, or medical professionals may not be able to um, diagnose or track why a person has this certain condition. It can be psychosomatic. Right. I mean, I, my dad was that way and he they could never find the cause of his enormous pain. And they just figured that something in his um, in, in his subconscious was uh, causing causing the pain. And, and that's a whole other realm. It to, sure to go is. Into, but, it uh, sure is. But but here here's very quickly what this is the beauty of recent brain studies yeah. is the point in the in the brain that actually registers pain does not distinguish between the type of right. pain. And so very physiologically, real very real we pain. feel it the yeah. same way. Yeah. So let's think about uh, when, when people are listening to our show, either now or online later, they're thinking, okay, I'm interested now. So um, am I healthy? How, how would you answer a question? How, how would a person determine if they're, if they're healthy? And I, I know what we said earlier before we started was, just because you're not sick doesn't mean you're healthy. That's true. Uh, that can be very subjective. You know, our emotional, spiritual health is right. a very subjective thing. Right. Uh, certainly, emotional happiness could be an indicator of that. And our response to life and how we inter interconnect with other human beings and even serve and work with other people. Mm -hmm. That would be a good indicator, in my mind, of right. if I'm healthy, at least spiritually or mentally. And physically, am I able to do the things I can do to maintain that quality of life? This is a little beyond my expertise, if you will, but that, that balance of really having all three of those things work connected together is really, you know, that whole person health is, am I spiritually fulfilled? Do I feel like I'm connecting to God in my community and other human beings? And emotionally, do I feel balanced in my life? Can I manage my life? Can I manage the daily tasks that I have to do? And physically, does my body do what I need to do uh, to feel well? Right. Yeah. And, and from what I'm understanding about what, what your position does absolutely qualify you to do is to help coordinate the team of, in, of people with information that can help a person decide whether or not they have that balance happening. 
So Correct. You, so we have different. Can you tell us a little bit more about within a church setting, within a ministry setting, what that team might look like? Sure. So a health ministry team is where it all starts. It's a ministry of the congregation, and it usually ties into the mission of the of the congregation. For example, uh, what is the church's mission, especially a Christian church? You know, Jesus was a healer, and he was a teacher mm-hmm. and a preacher, and he taught and he healed. Well, those are all the same things that, in many ways, a faith community or a parish nurse might do. And so there's actually five key roles five or six key roles that a faith community or a parish nurse does. And just to, to even back up earlier about that term of parish nurse versus faith community nurse, because it started with Granger Westberg, parish means uh, a, a group or a congregation of people or people on a journey that are working together in a community. So that's what parish means. And that's the term parish nursing came from that. You had, there are five or six um, elements of that, you say? Right, so the specific roles okay. of, of a parish nurse or a faith community nurse are to integrate faith and health. Good, let's hear the rest right after the break. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 780-3030. 
We are back. And Denise, have I ever mentioned how much we appreciate our partners? Hmm. I think I've heard you do that yeah. once or twice or many, many times. Yeah, like every time. <laughs> so, folks, you heard the uh, three uh, commercial spots there for those partners. And we also have, in addition to them, we have, and it's an ever-growing list, Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial and Dream Trips. Cash Flow Strategies. Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors. And we have the great folks that did our website, uh, Northwest Web Creation Company and Legal Shield and ID Shield. Right. And then Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University. And this here now radio station, KKPZ, as well as Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. We're going to get right back into our conversation with Sandy Madsen with. And I'm not sure I'm even still saying it right, but the parish nurse or the uh, faith community nursing health ministry team. And the, you were going to uh, finish the list of the five or six things that are the kind of the components or the working parts of a health ministry team in a local congregation. Good. That's perfect. Let's hear those. Okay. So a parish nurse or a faith community nurse, those are two synonymous terms, is a registered nurse who has completed the Foundations of Faith Community Nursing class or curriculum okay. and works within the ministerial team of his or her faith community or congregation, church. Um, and they're an integral part of a broader concept called health ministries, and they work within the members of the health committee or a health cabinet within their church. So that's the health committee or health cabinet is the health ministry team. And so the nurse specifically has uh, specific roles, and this is also a specialty practice of nursing that is recognized by the American Nurses Association. And uh, they, ch they adopted the term faith community nursing because it's a model that works in any faith tradition, not right. just a Christian tradition. Right. So that's why we use those terms interchangeably. But uh, so the ANA calls it faith community nursing. So the specific roles of a faith community nurse or a parish nurse is number one, and this is what designates it as different from other disciplines of nursing, is that integration of faith and health. So they really work with parishioners or congregants to achieve a higher level of wellness by thinking about both the spiritual, physical, and even emotional health. So doing that all together, right. encompassing that spiritual aspect. Their other role is to be a health educator, so providing opportunities to the congregation to learn about health issues, maybe individually, or else teaching groups of people about specific health issues, or bringing in other health educators. Okay, sure. Um, another role is to be a health advisor, and that is to discuss health concerns and emphasizing early response to health issues so that we're not letting things prolong and, and getting worse, but we're responding early, and we're even doing screenings, and an ounce of prevention is worth... Uh, 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 an ounce of... Pre an ounce of, of prevention is worth a pound of, of cure. cure. There you go, yeah. <laughs> there we go. So... Uh, that, that health advising. Uh, they are referral agents. This is another big role. So helping people navigate the healthcare system is very complicated. Um, and providing people to the right healthcare resource mm -hmm. that they need. And then they also are health advocates. So they will help people by advocating for them and also teaching them to become their own advocate. And then they also work in the team to develop other folks on the health ministry team to coordinate that team, so they're volunteer coordinators. 
and then they're developing support groups. Those might be formal or informal, and we can talk about that more later. But those are the key roles. So they don't work under a physician's orders. They don't do clinic nursing. They don't do mm -hmm. invasive procedures, but they do those five roles, integrating, integrating faith and health, health education, health advising, referring, mm -hmm. advocating, supporting, supporting people, and volunteering right. coordination. Right. I will say as a pastor, if I'm shepherding a flock, whether it's a hundred or a thousand, whatever the number is, if we have a resource like that in our local church that can address the, the combination and the complexities of physical, spiritual, and emotional health, uh, that's worth a hundred sermons, right? Absolutely. It's help people get reliable, professional information and help and all of that stuff. So we don't wait until, you know, we can't stand it anymore and then we have to go to the doctor or have to go to the ER. We can be managers and stewards of our health right now. In this age and stage, that's so critically important. And I'm, I'm hoping that pastors that are listening will say, you know what, I want to look into that. So let's let's give that information uh, quickly. I, anybody can go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and, and fill out a contact form and submit that. We'll get you hooked up with Sandy and with that uh, community, wait, Faith Community. Faith Community Nurse, Nursing yes. Health Ministries Northwest. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, do you have a, a, a simple website that we can uh, uh, give that information for? Certainly. It is www.npnm.org. Okay, good. NPNM. We're getting down to the end of our time, but Denise, you wanted to oh, say I something. Oh, I just think it's so important to highlight something that uh, Sandy said here, and that is that whole emphasis on preventing issues, the ounce of prevention versus the pound of cure, and that lines up so well with what one of our favorite scriptures here tells us, and that is John 10, 10 says, I have come that they might have life and have it with abundance. So that doesn't mean that we're going to go around and be perfectly healthy, but we can live in an abundant life by keeping track of what's going on in our life and not allowing it to allow us to be sidelined. Exactly. Good point. And we're winding down on part one for this show with Sandy Madsen from the uh, Faith Community Nursing and the Health Ministry, I'm tripping over that all the time. Go to our website and, and get it there. But we have some other shows coming up. We have a financial advisor coming in. We have somebody talking about uh, some business uh, development opportunities with, uh, with franchises. We have workplace chaplains uh, coming in and all kinds of great things. So for our listeners, uh, thank you for listening. God bless you. We're glad that you're on board with us. And we encourage you to uh, listen every Monday, 530 to 6 p.m., right here on the radio, KKPZ 1330. And if you're hearing this on a podcast, you know that you can get it uh, also on air uh, if you're in the Portland area. So, and then, of course, it's all available. All of our shows are available on the website 24-7, round the clock, day and night at secondhalfnow.com. If you have questions or suggestions or I uh, didn't write down fast enough uh, the contact information for Sandy Madsen with uh, Faith Community Nursing and, and all that we're talking about, just go to our website and fill out a contact form. So again, uh, we're talking today about physical and spiritual health, two keys to a winning second half. So thank you for listening today. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett, your host with Dr. Denise Hogan, co-host. Let's continue our conversation on part two. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth.
sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. But doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we're picking up where we left off. Uh, we are in studio with Sandy Madsen and the Parish Nurse Program or the Faith Community Nursing and Health Ministry Team. Yeah, I, that's a whole mouthful. I can't ever get it quite right, but Sandy's giving me the thumbs up. So <laughs> we're back and we're talking about uh, this title, this topic, Physical and Spiritual Health. Two Keys to a Winning Second Half. You can use the uh, sports analogy, but it also is in the second half of life. So hello there. I am Dr. Dan Critchett, your host, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And this portion, of course, is on a podcast. It's part two, and it's uh, only available online. You did not and never will hear this part on the radio, so you have something very special. Not available on the radio. It's just online here. So we're uh, coming right back to Sandy Madsen and the Faith Community Nursing and the Health Ministry team slowing down. Sandy, thank you again so much. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground so far, but thank you again for coming in and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you for having me. We were talking during the uh, little interim between here, and Sandy brought this up, that oftentimes when people are stressed or in trouble or looking for help, they will often go to a church. Uh, maybe they know somebody uh, who's connected with that church, or maybe they drive by it and wonder if maybe there could be some help there. They oftentimes will end up talking to the pastor. And uh, as a pastor myself, I've had that happen. People come in from the neighborhood and they say, we are really in trouble with this. And um, so oftentimes it will be a, a health issue, whether physical or spiritual or emotional health issue. And what a great thing, what a great benefit and blessing to have a health ministry team that the pastor can use as a partner in ministry and can refer to somebody on that team and what Sandy is describing here, the different roles of uh, how we can surround uh, a person from the community or a family or a couple, and we can really um, help them in that area and give them a, a path, give them resources, give them information, whatever it might be, whatever's appropriate for that particular situation. And all I'm saying, and as a pastor, I really value that kind of a exactly. resource because and, and, it's teamwork. Anytime right. pastor can get uh, a team together to work with, that's uh, it, it just it adds such a tremendous boost to the ministry of the church because right. we are called to make a difference, to, to bring the love and truth of Jesus to our community wherever it is we are planted. So um, that's uh, we're, we're getting back into it, and Denise had some great things that she wanted to bring in along those lines. Well, absolutely. You know, as, we were, as you mentioned, we were talking in the interim there, and... Uh, just listening to Sandy remind us of that truth, that it is when people are in a devastated state that they turn to the church. And what does Scripture say about that? It says, what you do unto the least of these, my brothers, you do unto me. So we are charged to have a response mm -hmm. 
for the folks that right. come to us. And, and here's, I'm a, as a psychologist and a member of a congregation, I know what it does for a pastor when they come to me and say, oh, I've got this situation, and there's a little bit of a panic-stricken look in their eye, right. and when I can give them some information about how to move forward, the relief on their face, their shoulders drop down, they relax. Yeah. And part of me thinks, you know, they shouldn't have to go through that crisis moment. What would it be like for them if they thought, oh, I'm going to bring this to the ministry team. I know they'll have some answers for me, and they don't have to have that stress because they can be confident that they are going to be able to have some way to move forward and meet the needs of that person who has come to them. So that's what I really am excited to get into at this part of uh, this half of the show, Sandy. Would you get us started and, and, and help some of us coming from um, a congregational perspective where we do not have necessarily a ministry team in place? How does the process get started? I think you need to uh, gather a group of interested people within your church to find out who are the healthcare professionals. That's a good group to start with, mm -hmm. and and obviously the, the 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 pastor and the the pastoral team, you know, to identify who might be some key people that would be interested in starting this. And having the pastor on board is really important because they need to understand what this ministry is all about. And, and having those folks get together and say, yes, we have some expertise here, and we are interested in pursuing this ministry teams, and we need a strong foundation, we need a team, because one person can't do it by themselves. Absolutely. But if you have a nurse or a, someone who um, is not even an RN, and they take this class, the Foundations of Faith Community Nursing, uh, a, a nurse would be a faith community nurse, that would be their title once they take this class. But an, a non-nurse, other health professional, could certainly take the that class as well, and they would be called a health minister. Look at that. That's great information. So, mm, yeah. yeah. And we cover a whole host of things in, in the course to how, to how to, first of all, the history of how this all started, so you have a background of it. But there's several components to it, looking at um, healing and wholeness and spiritual care specifically. That's a spiritual realm. And then there's a professional realm of looking at ethical issues and even documentation which was part of nursing mm -hmm. nurses have right. to document as well as other healthcare professionals the legal aspects of it what is the scope what's the legal scope of a nurse in this role and um, communication among um, among the team and then the holistic health looking at behavioral health mental health and looking at health promotion uh, different programs out there that they're available to do um, and working with things that people don't always talk about, like family violence or grief and loss and suffering from mm -hmm. the loss of a loved one or mm -hmm. other losses that people face. Those are holistic health issues. And then community issues are being able to assess the community, the faith community specifically, but also the surrounding community. What are the resources in the surrounding community? And how do you bring people to what they need to have or the, the church itself needs to have? identifying what the needs are, and then accessing those resources, finding where they are and bringing them to the people, and then advocacy, and then just coordinating care, getting people to where they need to go. That's kind of in a really quick rundown of what we cover in the course and how you begin the ministry by understanding all of those things. 
That is that's like that. an incredible training. Well, and it's it, t- just as you're talking, I'm just picturing that happening in uh, in my church. If I'm pastoring a church, to have that as a resource and those as focus points and ways that we can uh, provide and deliver relevant uh, help and service to the people in our community, the broader community, uh, even and I would say even especially those who are not a part of our church. Because if we're called to mission, we know that we will touch lives where they're hurting, whether they're hungry or homeless or sick or depressed or grieving or whatever it is, that's where we need to be. And now with parish nursing or with faith community nursing and this ministry, this health ministry team, we have the resources to do that. And so let's get a little specific. Now, it's no mystery that as we get older, things are going to start wearing down and um, things are not going to be working as well. Um, and so some of our listeners have experienced some of those things already and some uh, it's still on the way. Can you speak to that in terms of uh, chronic uh, conditions or aging issues that we are likely to encounter? And maybe there are even some things with proper education and motivation. We can actually uh, you know, delay them or defer them or kind of beat them to the punch. What, what are some of those things that we're going to be dealing with? Well, chronic conditions can encompass a whole host of things, which is in many ways, you know, our bodies age and we can't stop that. Mm -hmm. So, but we can, we can work uh, to understand what the disease process is and then learn to take care of ourselves in the best way possible. So chronic conditions can include anything like heart disease, respiratory diseases, um, diabetes is a huge one that people are dealing with, mm-hmm. and that right. is a really important disease to manage well. Right. And there's a lot of things you can do to do that. And if you ignore it, then you're going to really have some down the road. You're going to have some huge health issues related to that. It's very Wait, which was that when you were speaking of diabetes, specific, the diabetes, diabetes. yeah. And then yeah. arthritis is a condition that uh, m- many many older adults deal with, and mm-hmm. so. How do you deal with that when you have it? Because we're probably not, as we age, we're not going to escape having some sort of health condition. Right. Life is about ups and downs and valleys. And, and so how do we best prepare ourselves to be able to handle that when it happens and continue to live a holistic life? Right. Mm-hmm. How can we still have some physical limitations but still be healthy? Exactly. I'm spiritually healthy. I'm emotionally healthy. I have a chronic condition. I have to manage it. So that's something that a a parish nurse or a faith community can really work with people. There's all kinds of activities that you can do in churches to help deal with those things. You can do walking programs. You can do uh, chronic disease self-management programs. That's a whole other thing. But these are some classes that parish nurses are teaching in their churches. And then there's the whole component of helping family caregivers who are caregiving for a loved one as they age, the sandwich generation, our generation, yep, right. the, the second half generation are caring for those elderly loved ones, whether they're in their own home or they're in a, an institution somewhere, uh, 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 assisted living. There's a, that's a stressful role to be a family right. caregiver. So we have, there's many um, ways that a faith communities can help family caregivers as they're dealing with these issues too. So there's just a huge variety. It's about assessing what the needs are for individuals and then helping them to uh, respond to those needs in a way that's healthy and easier to manage. I think it's very evident if you spend an hour in the evening watching TV, how many commercials will come on, you know, for a particular drug or particular some kind of medical um, help of some kind. And it seems like it's getting more and more. I don't know. But we had a nurse in 
a number of weeks ago who was a vascular system specialist. And uh, she talked about, you mentioned diabetes, and she also, it was uh, cholesterol and high blood pressure. And wouldn't those also be in your list of things that as we age, we need to kind of keep a monitor on these things? Right. And there are some things that we can do to, uh, to intervene or to, to, uh, to help get that health and wholeness right. um, in light of those, those things. We want to be good stewards of our health. Yeah. So yeah. we want to, we want to participate in health screenings. We want to participate in seeing the doctor on a regular basis. And if we do have a health condition, we want to manage it well. So mm -hmm. that's what a good steward does. They do take charge of their own health. They become their own self advocate. And when they're having struggles or difficulties, the parishioners can help them navigate the healthcare system or direct them to a program that might be helpful that they had no idea existed. And it might even be in the own, their own church. Exactly. I just, I just want to really underline what you just said about being a steward of our own health, yeah, right? Yep. Because here's, here's what we know. We're so, it's so easy for us to be looking at everybody else and, and even wanting to help other people. The desire to help other people is very strong within us and the, the notion of focusing on our own selves can feel selfish. Doesn't that make sense? Focus on ourselves, we feel mm -hmm. selfish. But if we could adopt that mindset that you're talking about and understand that what we have is not going to last, whatever benefits we have right now, they are going to disintegrate as we get older. And so if what we are really thinking about that is the same way we would look at our retirement fund, we might look a little bit differently at how we take care of ourselves. I like that. And, you know, we've been, uh, Denise, we've been using a phrase recently and in our strategic planning meetings and, uh, and on air, too. We're talking about the so that. In other words, right. having good health, uh, mental, physical, or emotional, spiritual health, is not an end in itself. It is, we want to retain and maintain that so that we can be useful so that we can be good stewards of our time and our lives and the gifting that God has given us so that we can actually be productive and useful in, in this age and stage. So in other words, so if I'm healthy and well and pretty well balanced in the areas that you're talking about, that is only so that I can then be about serving God and his people in ways that I couldn't if I wasn't healthy in those ways. In, in fact, we could have a little bit of scriptural license here, if you don't mind, Dan. I don't know. I'll check it out okay, theologically here. Okay, it might go something like this. Love yourself, take care of yourself, so that, so that. you can love your neighbor. I like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I'm a little worried. <laughs> that well, passes the theological test, yes. And it, yeah. how, can you, how can you expect to care for others if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. You can't you can't how. do a good good job mm -hmm. to care for others if you yourself are not feeling well. Mm -hmm. So let's mm -hmm. uh I'm I'm telling you about the uh you know the commercials and all the drugs and everything else because and you have said before before we even got to the studio today about the shifting the focus from a wellness or from a from an illness approach. So all the drugs are if you have this condition and by the way I listened to some of the side effects or the cautions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can right. take this. You might get better or you might die. <laughs> you know. Well, I love the way they do it on the commercials. They say them so sweetly. Yeah. But the list goes on for a full 30 seconds. Longer than the benefits. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sure. it sounds like a big, huge risk. But let's get back to 
um, uh, our, our medical system, our healthcare system has been, at least in the minds of us consumers, has been based on, on illness. Right. And if you, if you have an illness, then you call the doctor, you go to the hospital or whatever else. But you're suggesting, Sandy, that uh, there is a movement afoot, and maybe it's in this parish nurse approach, that we focus on wellness, which is going to be a lot of prevention, a lot of other things. Can you tell us some more about that, shifting from an illness approach to a wellness approach in our health system? Sure. Well, with the Affordable Care Act, the emphasis is on health promotion, wellness programs, health education, certainly the illness care will always be there because it needs right. to be there have and, and we'll, right. always, we'll always have that service available, you know, physicians and emergency rooms and all that will always need them. Um, but, but the health care system, the Affordable Care Act really does appreciate and understand that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. Right. If we, if we, and they're asking health care systems to start doing health promotion, health education, making sure that the people in their community it, are staying healthy and they're being rewarded for that mm -hmm. with reimbursement and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. If, if people are readmitted to healthcare systems before a certain period of day for the same diagnosis, then they get dinged for it. Mm. So the healthcare system yeah. is focusing on, hey, we have to keep our community well. Right. And, you know, I think that's just the, the state of uh, where we're at given the education the training, the advances that we've made in, in healthcare that we no longer need to be so crisis oriented. There's plenty of us boomers that are operating from a very healthy vantage point right now, and so why not keep it that way instead of waiting for the crisis down the road? And I have a really good question to ask Sandy as soon as we get back from the break. Don't go away. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step -step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. 
Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 503-780-3030. And we're back. And I said before the break that I want to ask uh, Sandy a, a really important question that has to do with our unique audience And before I do that, we want to uh, say again how much we appreciate our partners. They really are the ones that make this program and everything that we are doing with Second Half Now, this community collaborative, really reaching out to uh, provide uh, tried and trusted uh, service providers and uh, resources for our community. And uh, so let's uh, let's hear them. In fact, Denise, why don't you just go through the whole list? And oh, give I us sure will. That whole bunch. All right. We have Dan, the mortgage man, and First Priority Financial, uh, Dream Trips. That is a fantastic yeah. That's coming business up to in find a out show, about. Yeah, uh-huh. Absolutely. Cash flow strategies. Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors, and our Kelly and Ann over there at Northwest Web Creation Company. Legal Shield and ID Shield, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, this radio station, and then, of course, Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. Isn't that a great list? It and sure we is. know all these people. We do. I'm we'll running through them. this and trying not to talk about how wonderful I know, these people I are. I know, right. These are our friends. They are. And uh, seriously, folks, uh, we uh, unreservedly recommend any and all of these providers. And so if you're not sure who they are or what they do, go to our website. There's a clickable link uh, with a logo and more information, websites and all that stuff. And if you get lost in all that, just fill out a contact form and shoot it into us, and we'll get back to you and get you hooked up. Absolutely. With whatever it is that you need. And we are talking about health and wellness. We're talking about uh, the subject Physical and spiritual health, two keys to a winning second half. And here we are in the second half of life. And my question to you, Sandy, is uh, this. It seems to me, and I'd like to ask if, if this is, uh, coincides with what your experience is, that our generation, the boomers, are more uh, educated, more interested, more proactive uh, in the whole health and wellness area than our parents were, the the builder generation or the ones that uh, the World War II generation. Do, do you see that? I mean, is that is that uh, uh, true in your experience? It is true in my experience. Uh, I, you know, nurses work with a lot of older adults because older adults tend to have the most health issues. Yeah. And the veteran generation that you mentioned, uh, when they were younger, the only reason why you went to a doctor is if you had some sort of acute illness or episode. And the doctor... You know, with an acute illness, you just go in, there's a diagnosis, there's a treatment, it works or it doesn't. But with uh, chronic conditions, which were, as we age, especially this boomer generation, they will probably have a chronic condition or two. And so they have to be more focused on caring for themselves, and they are, and they are more educated. So that's how this health promotion and education thing uh, really works uh, and, and can be helpful the more knowledge is power, knowledge is health. 
So. Well, and we understand that uh, the so that is always there. And even if the so that is so that I can take my grandkids to the beach and walk with them, you know, for a whole mile, or if I have the stamina or the, the well-being, the mobility to, to be doing the things that I want to do in this age and stage of life. And, and you probably find that in your, I, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm just thinking as a pastor, what a wonderful resource to have. And I, I want to emphasize this again. Would you say those initials again for the website? It's N as in Nancy. Okay. P as in Paul. And P N as in Nancy M for ministries. N P N M. Okay. And it's National Parish. N- it's, no, it's well. That the, the acronym was previously Northwest Parish Nurse Northwest, Ministries. Okay. But they have changed their name to Faith Community Health Ministries Northwest. Okay. So if I get you confused, uh, listeners, just go to our website and click on uh, Sandy's name under the uh, radio archive, and it'll take you right to her contact page and more information. And you can navigate around there, or you can just send us a uh, contact form. We'll get you hooked up. I'm excited about what you guys can do. As as my role in our denomination expands regionally, I, I want to have this in my portfolio of things to talk to pastors about. This is uh, very relevant, very now, very even hip and cool, hmm. you know, because uh, we want to tend to our health so that we can be agents of service and ministry and change in our communities. Thank you. Yeah, and I really would like to add that My mind goes back to an 80-year-old grandmother who was in a physical therapy class with me when I had knee reconstructive surgery. And here she was pushing an amazing stack of weights with those artificial knees. Oh, wow. Yes. And her motivation was so that she could continue to walk the Mm. one block to the library with her granddaughter. So I think your point is relevant. If that's what we're talking about, is for you to be able to to spend time with your grandchildren. Coming from my perspective, Dan, that being the psychology arena, that is gold. And I know some seniors or people in our generation who would love to take uh, a grandchild or two on a, on a short-term mission trip. There you go. Well, if you're challenged uh, physically and, and, and can't, can't be mobile or you have a suitcase full of drugs or something you have to take, anyway, whatever your why is, and we're, we're just suggesting that you have a big enough why so that your health and wellness, your physical, emotional, and spiritual health is a priority so that you can be about the things that, I mean, we, we really believe here at Second Half Now that God has uniquely shaped each one of us in this generation through all of our dark times, all of our ups and downs, our successes and our failures, our losses, our gains, our experiences, our career, our kids, our relationships, all of that, that God has uh, shaped us for today. And so what it is, what is it that God wants to do? And we uh, need to have that as much as possible, our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Those are keys to a winning second half. And you know what? We are out of time. I hate to say that. I know it. it just goes by so quickly, but I don't want this show to end without me putting out an appeal there to pastors or any ministry leaders. Uh, Get information about this, uh, about the uh, parish nurse program, the health ministry team in local congregations, absolutely critical to serving the needs of people in your community. I love it. So, Sandy, before we close, is there any final word on this topic that you would like to just kind of leave us all with? I think it's just uh, 
to ask yourself the question, what is it is, what is it that we need to be well? And what is it that uh, brings joy to our life and how we can serve others and serve ourselves? Thank you. And that's what you spend a lot of time doing because you're the helper of the helpers. I mean, you teach the classes, you coordinate, you refer, you put things together and make it happen, right? I work at it. Yeah, and I know, I'll just say to our audience, that you are a highly regarded, highly appreciated resource uh, out at Tuolity Hospital and uh, and Washington County and beyond. So thank you very much for coming in today. It's been great. Denise, we're going to have to end it. I know know. we still have about 14 questions. But we always say, we always say, will you come back? When we get to this point where we're frustrated by the time, will you come back? Sure, and I'm happy to answer any questions and and talk with anybody at any time. That's what you do. Thank you very much. That's part of what I appreciate about you is you're so willing and eager to to help and to make this happen, make this a reality. So thank you again, Sandy, for being with us today on Second Half Now, for driving all the way over from Hillsboro, and now you have to drive all the way back. I know that that's a challenge, but um, folks, that is our program for today. We encourage you to tune in and catch it on air every Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m., for that portion, and then there are all of the shows, both parts of every show available on our website, 24-7, round the clock, day and night, secondhalfnow.com. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. We are saying goodbye for now, but until next time, may God give you a life that honors Him and blesses others. So let's meet again right here on the website or live next Monday, 5.30, and it's re-aired Saturday at 8 a.m., on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Christian and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.